Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Tuesday, April 18th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. No cap. Today, we're talking about Gen Z's spending habits. They're coming out of the pandemic. Some have been saving up. Many have been spending. What are they spending money on We'll get into it, but first, let's take a quick look at what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. Rob, what are you looking at? The first thing that's on my radar today is Ryan Reynolds, aka the investor with the Midas Touch, <laughs> is back and he's investing in fintech, specifically a Canadian fintech firm called Nuve which is already valued at about $6 billion today. Wow. I think people are pretty familiar with Ryan Reynolds' success as an investor. Mm-hmm. He talks about how his whole job is storytelling. Mm. He has an agency called Maximum Effort, and that's kind of where all of his investments come from and how he works with these companies. And he said their job is not necessarily defined as financial investment, but emotional investment. And Mm. honestly, I just think it's a genius way for an actor to kind of expand their brand on screen. All of his commercials for Mint Mobile and Aviation Gin are so memorable. I think he's kind of showing the pathway for how actors can monetize their likeness outside of the silver screen. Yeah. Well, you kind of almost forgetting he's an actor at this point. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I like to think that he's actually Van Wilder and that all of this is... Just a testament to spending seven years in college. Exactly. What have you been taking a look at, JC? Well, I've been taking a look in the mirror, or I should say Lululemon has been taking a look in the mirror. Uh, Lululemon is reportedly considering shedding some weight through a sale of Mirror, which is the connected fitness brand, hardware, product, and technology it acquired for $500 million in 2020. The company has reportedly missed Lululemon's sales projections for the brand, for the product, and they've been pivoting towards more of an app-only subscription fitness business model option for the Mirror brand. Of course, it's been a tough time for all these kinds of companies. Peloton stock is down around 95% from pandemic highs, so they're looking to shed some weight. Also, we're looking beyond the veil. Selling one-third of U.S. wedding dresses wasn't enough, apparently, to keep David's Bridal from its second bankruptcy filing in just five years. Retail locations will stay open and orders will be fulfilled while the company's assets get sorted. In 2022, by the way, around two and a half million weddings were held in the U.S., a four-decade record. But the move towards more casual attire has hurt the business. Ahead of the filing, David's Bridal said it planned to cut more than 9,000 employees through August. And in other news, no such thing as a free launch. Just 10 minutes before its scheduled liftoff, SpaceX delayed its first test flight of Starship, the most powerful rocket ever. Or so we're led to believe the conspiracy theorists in us theorize that Twitter Blue subscribers probably got to see the whole glorious thing and that for the rest of us, they'll try again in a few days, so they say. 
And also, this was interesting. The internet continues to dunk on Netflix after its second ever live streamed event, which was a Love is Blind reunion. Some major technical difficulties and failed to ever actually stream live. Blockbuster was quick to chime in on Twitter saying, remember renting VHS from us? You could start it on time. No problem. And speaking of blocks, Roblox's stock dipped 12% on Monday after the gaming metaverse company released a report showing their revenue and daily active users also went up significantly year over year, but average revenue per daily active user is slowing. Also in other market news, Alphabet shares fell more than 3.5% on the report we discussed yesterday from the New York Times that the company's $3 billion a year search engine exclusivity deal on Samsung phones may or may not be renewed with a switch potentially in favor of Microsoft's Bing. And with that, let's get to the main story. All right, JC. So today you're writing about Gen Z's spending habits a story and topic of which you're very aware because you are a Gen Z spender. (laughs) So what's going on with Gen Z? What are they spending money on? How do they spend money compared to other generations? I, myself, am a millennial. Right. What's different about Gen Z? Uh, You know, it's interesting. Generational fears are a very neat thing, I think. I saw a funny report. I don't know, maybe it's not so funny, Mm -hmm. but a report that found millennials, for instance, are more afraid of credit card debt than they are death or war. So maybe you feel that way. (laughs) I believe it. I am very afraid of credit card debt. Yeah. There you go. So that's spot on. Gen Z, on the other hand, though, I don't think they are as afraid of spending. Visa found Gen Z to be the only age group that at any point in the past couple of years was spending more than they were a year prior. The interesting thing, though, is what the youngsters do appear to be afraid of instead is the risk of not spending their money on the right things which I think in some sense is mature, but hear this. So in January, for instance, Intuit found nearly three in four Gen Zers would prefer a better quality of life over extra cash in their bank accounts. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can debate (laughs) if that makes sense. Also, research from Deloitte has shown 30% of Gen Z has canceled at least one paid streaming subscription in the last six months to save the cash. And some 29% of Gen Z say a major financial regret of theirs is dropping too much cash on material and luxury items. So they're thinking about what they're spending their money on, at least. I feel like there's so many different streaming subscriptions at this point (laughs) that 30% of Gen Z canceling at least one doesn't really surprise me. I feel like (laughs) everybody's canceling some of their subscriptions. Exactly. But it's interesting that they're not really spending money on material and luxury items. And with that in mind, what are they spending money on? Where does Gen Z prioritize their spending? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think about it, right? You have this generation looking to live life to its fullest, focused a lot on mental health, work-life balance, Mm -hmm. a generation that had to sit stuck at home in high school and college for a couple of years over the pandemic. That's an interesting point right there. Right. And so if you put that all together, it might make a lot of sense to hear that they're spending a lot of money on leisure travel. Interesting. So some interesting data from Morning Consult, which found 52% of Gen Z adults are now frequent travelers three or more times a year versus 41% of Gen X and 35% of baby boomers. Another interesting stat is that 46% of Gen Z adults plan to travel internationally and 15% say their next trip will be longer than two weeks, which are both the highest share of any age cohort. Wow. And here's the really interesting tidbit, I think. So leisure travel is obviously an expensive 
discretionary line item on people's budgets. So it makes sense that higher income groups spend more on leisure travel. Millennials, for instance, with annual household incomes over $100,000 are 5% more likely to be frequent travelers than the general population. Gen Xers and baby boomers in that bracket are 7% more likely. But when it comes to Gen Z, that gap is only one percentage point, which means that across Gen Z, people in different income brackets are generally more intent on traveling. 61% of Gen Zers who were frequent travelers last year came from sub $50,000 per year income households. Interesting. Obviously, being able to afford all this is a big issue in its own right. And the issue of debt and buy now, pay later, which we've discussed on this podcast, is a big issue with Gen Z. But I do think it's just an interesting habit. I feel like my parents and the boomer generation were kind of all about settling down, buying a house, and saving, Mm -hmm. right? There's kind of like a saving ethos that really kind of permeated that generation. And then you have Gen X and millennials, and especially millennials, I feel like have been trying to get there and do what boomers did with like buying a house and settling down Mm -hmm. and being responsible with money and have just struggled because it's a very different landscape now to buy a home. And I feel like Gen Z is watching that and thinking, well, (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to just like strike out to buy a house like these guys are. I'm just going to go have some fun and figure it out when I get there. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that's the worst perspective in the world. I've been reading a lot of content and watching some videos from this guy, Bill Perkins. I think he has a hedge fund and he wrote a book about his kind of investing philosophy. And it's basically the exact opposite of kind of like that boomer philosophy of save every penny. He's basically saying you want to try to spend all of the money that you possibly can while you're able to spend it and at the right time of like when you're able to spend it. So not waiting to go on these really active vacations until you're in your 70s when you would have way more fun doing that in your 30s or 20s, right? That's a good point. One thing I was reading said, a problem that this may create and exacerbate with all this spending among Gen Z is kind of more sticky inflation over the next decade or so. Mm. But that's another discussion for another time. To be continued. All right, bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can sign up at thehustle.co slash email. We have a terrific Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.